Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment. Drop everything you're doing, put everything that's going to distract you aside, turn your phone off, and uh, put the dog out. Tell the kids to be quiet for the next 20 minutes, because John and uh, is going to be sharing with us some great insights. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what we're talking about today, and welcome to your own show. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Uh, (laughs) We're at uh, episode 70, by the way. Um, That's hard to believe. That 70 is a big number, so uh, that uh, I just, when we were writing and getting ready for this, I thought, wow, that's pretty cool, 70 of these bad boys. Can I I just point out, too, that we're talking about in episode 70, the, the message of today is the consistent message of Converge right? Yeah. It's, it's a piece of it. And I love that, that in the last 70 episodes, there's been a resounding call for the health and well-being mm-hmm. and strengthening, um, even at times comforting and counsel of, of the leader. So yeah. congratulations on number 70. Here we go. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with me uh, for all 70 of them, Jim. I, I, uh, I appreciate that. So what we, I want us to talk about for a few minutes today is how to manage uh, stress levels in 2021. Um, I think uh, I think we've seen uh, pastors and leaders under more duress in the last year than ever before, and um, so I thought it would be good for us just to kind of lay out a very practical approach to dealing with stress. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a friend of mine sent me this verse of scripture a, l- a few weeks ago. It says, "So Jotham became mighty because he ordered his ways." before the Lord is God. And that's uh, 2 Chronicles 27, 6. And um, so when it comes to managing stress, I think sometimes uh, somebody listening might be thinking we're talking about eliminating stress. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) The truth is some stress is good. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, there's, there's actually a couple different kinds of stress. You know, we'll get a little technical here. There's eustress, E-U- and then the word stress, and then distress, which I, I know we're all familiar with, yeah, yeah. Um, that. And, and so eustress is a good variety of stress. Mm-hmm. It's, it's generally short-term. It, it actually can improve our performance. It's, Jim, it's that like positive pressure you feel right before you take a test right. or you get up to teach or preach. Uh, people ask me, John, do you get nervous before you speak? And, and, I, and I hardly ever do, but I still, there still is that like, God, are you going to show up kind of feeling? Yeah. And, um, and so you stress is, is actually good for us. Um, yeah. It helps us move the ball down the field. Right. Distress does the exact opposite. It's, it's, it's elongated stress. If you want to think about it from that perspective, it's stress that depletes energy. It doesn't give us energy. It, 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 it's usually, like I said earlier, more long-term and it, it doesn't increase our performance, which you stress does, it actually decreases our performance over time. So we're not talking about the total elimination of stress because um, that's not realistic. It's not even healthy. Right. Uh, I, I love that phrase. Uh, he ordered his ways. It, yeah. it, it sounds like he had a plan, you know, before the stressor hit, there was, mm-hmm. there was a, when I hear order his way, I think about um, budgets and calendars and schedules and yeah. habits 
that prepared him for the unknown. He, he did very well with the known. So when the unknown came, it, it hit a good solid base. It wasn't there you go. in the middle of a chaotic life. Is that, is that right. your understanding of that as well? Absolutely. I think there, there, is, a, there is a preventive thought or, or yeah. stream to that verse of scripture that he ordered his ways. He yeah. didn't do it in the middle of chaos. He, yeah. he had that figured out ahead of time so that when chaos hit, he was able to sustain himself. Right, right. So, so give us, give us some, your, your thoughts. I know you put a lot of thought in this. You help a lot of people with this. The, the thought of ordering your ways. What are some of the things we should be getting into order uh, so that when, I, you know, Ephesians says, when the day of evil comes, you can stand your ground. What, what's, what should we be ordering? So I'd like to talk about three big ideas when it comes to ordering and then five practical behaviors Yeah, good. that go along with that. So the three big ideas, and we're going to, I'm just going to throw them out there, Jim, and then we're going to take them one by one. Okay. The three big ideas are ownership, mm -hmm. network, mm -hmm. and rhythms. And I'll, we'll explain that in a minute. Ownership, all three of those. network, yeah. and rhythms. And then yeah. the five practical behaviors are going deeper, yeah. getting fitter, mm -hmm. integrating our thoughts and our emotions. Mm -hmm. Number four, reaching wider, and that has to do with relationships. Yeah. And then the last practical behavior is running smarter. So yeah. that's a lot to unpack yeah. in, in our podcast, but we're going to do our best. Okay. Uh, to try to unpack all that. Hopefully, today. people paused and wrote and paused and wrote. Yeah, I hope so. I think you know you didn't come back to give us a great definition of all of those. They all make sense. I mean, as you're saying that, my mind and my heart are saying, I know what he means by that. I that's true. That's true. That's true. So, help us put it all together then. Okay, so the three big ideas. Let's talk about ownership, and we're just gonna scratch the surface here, Jim. Really, yeah. um, if you're listening today, I, I, we want you to understand that you own the management of stress in your life. Mm -hmm. 100%, you own that. Your team is not responsible for managing your stress. Right. Um, your wife or your husband is not responsible for managing your stress. The board of elders or deacons at your church are not responsible for that. You are responsible for that. And if you want to manage stress, uh, you got to start there that, hey, this is on me in terms of ultimate responsibility. Right. Right. And I think it's say something to that, Jim. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think it's liberating to, to say that. This is my responsibility. Yeah. It, it, and it's funny when we're dealing with our soul, it, it can be a little nebulous, but change it to your finances, change it mm. to your, your physical health. All of a sudden it becomes apparent that, yeah, I, where my money goes is up to me, how it's invested or spent or wasted or right. earned. That all comes back to my my decisions, and I think the same is true of their soul. And sometimes that eludes us. It's like, well, I'm I was born high stressed, or I, you know, my spouse doesn't understand. I, there's not I'm not saying there's not reasons for stress, but ultimately we will stand alone before our Creator, giving an account for our soul that we right. cared for or we did not. That's right. So yeah. the second big idea is network, and that comes right on the heels of ownership, right? So even though we own the management of stress in our life. I think we'll manage it better, Jim, in the context of a network of healthy relationships. Yeah. Um, and I, when I think about a network of relationships, I think about my spouse, if I'm married, right? I think about my medical doctor, uh, the counselor that I see, uh, a mentor or a coach, 
and some deep friendships along the way that helped me process life. So yes, I own stress management in my life. I'm responsible for handling that, but I do that better when I'm surrounded by a good set of healthy, safe people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, I, you know, healthy, safe, but also headed in the same direction, hmm. uh, motivated in a healthy way. I, I learned, you know, iron sharpens iron. I learned so much from being with people that know what I don't or have been where I haven't yet. Yeah. Or, or, you know, the benefit of I've, I have lived through this and come out the other side. Now they get to help a friend that that testimony. It's to, to live in an isolated way is uh, it's so counterintuitive. And yet it's so common. We get hurt or scared yeah. or frustrated or overwhelmed. We just kind of go off on our own. But, you know, your, your enemy, the devil prowls about like a roaring lion. And you look right. at how a lion's hunt, you look for the wounded and the tired and the, the old and the immature and. Just, you become what, what my buddy calls devil bait. If you're doing this alone, you're just devil bait. And yeah. that's, there's, there's truth to that. Yeah. Okay. What's the next one? So the third big idea is rhythms. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to dig into the rhythms uh, piece in the practical behavior section of this, as well as some of the network piece too. But let me just say this, that managing stress really requires, in my book at least, an integrated set of rhythms mm -hmm. that you develop. Uh, a work rest rhythm. And we talked about that a ton on the podcast. Um, physical rhythms, um, sleep, um, uh, exercise, things of that nature. Um, spiritual rhythms, right? Uh, if, if the only time I get alone with God is when I'm preparing a message, um, I'm out of rhythm. I'm, I'm out of, uh, I'm out of sync. A good spiritual, I mean, spiritual rhythms, I, I, there's this component, and we're going to talk about this next, but there's this component of this individual personal relationship with Jesus, right? right. But then there's the gathering, there's the corporate aspect of that, that, that brings strength. If I'm deficient in either one of those, um, I'm out of rhythm, I'm out of, I'm out of sync. So that's, that's what I, I mean by rhythms. Just, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but I know I'm out of rhythm when blank right name some of those how does i know they're out of rhythm yeah that's that's great okay i i can probably just off the cuff we didn't plan on this but you yeah. know so if my irritability level <laughs> is higher than normal that was, that was my number one too yeah my fuse gets about that long yeah i'm probably out of rhythm this sounds like yeah. a jeff foxworth you might be a redneck right that's might, right yeah that's right if i'm if i'm struggling with sleep yeah. Uh, over an extended period of time, either I have insomnia where I yeah. can't sleep very well, or I have the other issue, the hypersomnia, which means right. I can't get out of bed. Right. That's probably an indicator that um, I'm out of rhythm. If I'm not looking forward, Jim, if I'm not looking forward to my week, yeah. I'm probably out of rhythm. Right. Um, if I'm fatigued and have a hard time concentrating, um, I, I, um, I just don't have that, that internal energy to produce something. I'm probably out of rhythm. So those are just some things right off the top of my head. I, you know, the, the other one that comes to mind, I, I call it dread. I, yeah. My joy is replaced with dread. I mean, you said mm -hmm. I'm not excited about my life. I'm not excited about my day. Um, and sometimes that can be one big meeting that, I, that is on Thursday and I'm yeah. dreading on, on Tuesday. But, I, but again, the best thing for my heart when I'm dreading something is to get on the treadmill. 
or to go for a walk or be with a friend or laugh. The other things we talked about staying mentally healthy. But uh, yeah, so if you have an increase in any of those areas, irritability, that's a yellow light, right? That's the I think so. Your oil might be a little low and and work on those things. Right. Right Okay, so the three big ideas are followed by by um, you know the the five practical we can apply them today behaviors. What are those? So the first one is to go deeper. Uh, that we we already mentioned this. Yeah. You know, Jim, I think the voice of the Holy Spirit has been saying to me multiple times in in the last year, and even into this year of 2021. John, you need to dig deeper. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I've been a Christian a Christ follower for 46 years. And so, and I was taught at an early stage. And when I'm, when I mean early, within 24 hours of giving my life to Jesus, I had a Bible in my hand and a mentor in my life teaching me how to interact with that, that Bible and how to pray and imprinted on me that doing that every day was top priority. It was the most important thing that I could do every day was to spend time with God. And so, so for me, all of these years, Jim, that's been just a, it's not, it's gone way beyond discipline. It's become a delight. It's just become part of my, my world. Right. So for me, going deeper, isn't saying, John, you've been neglectful of spending time with me. It's not that at all. I, I feel like it's been this divine summons, Jim, to slow down. Hmm. And to get quiet, because I can rush through my times with the Lord uh, in the morning. But to get quiet, to slow down so I can really hear God Mm. speaking to me. So so going deeper. And and I just want to say this, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Jim, it is shocking to me how many leaders' devotional lives are a mess. Yeah. It it shocks me. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't be shocked by that, but it just... It's stunning every time I hear a leader say, I haven't spent time alone with God in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Gee. Well, I, I think it's indicative of survival versus living and thriving. Mm. That I, I, I have a homework assignment called a sermon that I have to be ready for on Sunday yeah. versus I have a partnership with the Holy Spirit in day-to-day life. Right. Um, I, I know in distance running, the first thing that goes once things get tired is posture. And that's mm-hmm. the beginning of the end. As soon as you start leaning forward, as soon as your hamstrings tighten up, as soon as you're limping, you're, you should have stopped already. You should have gotten yeah. run too far. And I, I, think that, I think that's part of posture. If our posture before God mm-hmm. is, I, I need you to give me a word because you're expecting me to say something from you in a couple of days. And that's why I need you. That's, that's not partnership anymore. That's, that's right. You know, and I think it's supposed to be a father-son, a father-daughter. Correct. You know, that the joy of it is relationship, not, you know, not, not the necessity of relationship. It's the joy of it is relationship. Yeah. So I, one, of, one of the things I've heard, you know, go play yeah. in the snow. Yeah. So, Jim, one of the things I heard that really helped me, um, this isn't original with me, but somebody else said it, was remember why you signed up for the ministry in the first place. <laughs> And it will help you if you remember that and you, and you come back to that. It was because Jesus did something amazing in your life. Yeah. So come back to that. It will help you manage your yeah. stress. That shouldn't be a shocker, right? That if we spend time with God, it will help us manage our stress. But, so that's the first practical behavior is to go deeper. Yeah. Here's, the second, here's the second one. Yeah. Um, get fitter. 
And by that, I mean physically fitter. Yeah. Um, and there is so much science behind this second behavior. Yeah. The, the relationship between exercise, good nutrition, proper sleep, yeah. and our stress levels is absolutely undeniable, irrefutable. Yeah. So kind of if you want to manage your stress better, just get your body moving. Yeah. Shocking. I, again, in distance running, they, there's a saying, I, we purge our souls through physical exertion. Yeah. I, you know, you, you'll start an exercise session, half hour, an hour long, whatever it is. It could be 10 hours, but I mean, whatever it is, you start with stress, you start with issues, you start with problems. Mm -hmm. uh, I've started 100 exercise sessions with stress and it ended zero times with stress. It is, yeah. it is the most flushing, purifying, it just takes that adrenaline and puts it to good work. And by the time That's you get right. done, doesn't really have answers. You just don't have stress anymore, confusing the questions. Right. Um, I, I totally agree. Get your heart rate up for half an hour, an hour, whether you're swimming, biking, jogging, right. but don't go to the refrigerator and, and be comforted any more than we would counsel somebody to go to the liquor cabinet to be yep. comforted. Go, yep. go outside, get some fresh air. Say it's, you know, in, in Michigan, it's 10 below zero. You know, <laughs> but I, I, I get that. So climb the stairs over and over yep. again half an hour but but flush the adrenaline out of your system you know all the, mm -hmm. the stuff that comes with it it's uh, it's crazy biological stress is deadly it's, yeah. it, is, it is a cancer to your body so so if you want to manage your stress in 2021 make a commitment to exercise putting healthy things into your body and getting six to eight hours of sleep a night it will be it will be magical, you know, even though this is, it will feel magical to you in the effect it will have on you. And again, you go to a doctor and there's nothing against doctors, but they have a pill for that. But, and I'm not, I'm not against medication when needed, but so right. often what we need is some fresh air and sunshine. Yep. Uh, it, it will actually produce what the medicine is trying to reproduce, only produces it, you know, naturally in your body. And I, again, nothing against doctors, nothing against medication at all when needed. But so often we turn to a pill when we could just kind of turn to the road. And if I could just say one thing about that, Jim, you know, when, when we're working with uh, leaders who are suffering with depression, you know, we yeah. often, we always advise them, go see your doctor, Absolutely. tell yeah. them what's going on. He may put you on medication, but let me warn you that if medication is the only thing you do, yeah. you'll never get better. Right. It's yeah. only a small part of a more holistic approach to dealing with anxiety and depression in your life. So I don't know if somebody needs to hear that today or not. I'm not, we're not against medication, but we are against that being the only tool in your kit right. to deal with stress. Something that masks the symptoms is not necessarily a cure. Something right. that cures the symptoms is the cure. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we are rapidly running out of time. We got about a minute and a half left and we got oh, three. Wow. Okay. I'll have to move quickly. Yeah. So, so here's the third practical behavior, and that is to integrate your thoughts and emotions. And you might be thinking, how in the world do I do that? We should take, we should take a whole podcast just to that. I we think probably that should do that a whole pot on that, Jim. I think we could, but let me just give you kind of like real quickly here. So, you know, our thoughts are the pieces of information received by our brain. I'm going to mm -hmm. simplify this as much as I can. Yeah. Feelings are how we react to those thoughts. Yes. To those pieces of information. And the more our thoughts and the emotions we attach to them are integrated with the truth, yes. the better we handle stress. Yes. The stress that life and leadership 
throw at us. Um, so it's, it's, it's this idea of, I have these pieces of information that come through. I have these feelings that I attach to them. How am I integrating those two? And the, and the way you do that is by subjecting them to truth. Right. The yeah. ultimate truth, the truth of God's word. So that's the third one. Uh, number four, and I'm sorry that we have to rush, but we have to rush, yeah. uh, is reaching wider. And this fourth practical behavior has to do, Jim, with relationships, which are often a real challenge for leaders. Yeah. You know, you and I will struggle with distress if we insist on functioning in a relational vacuum. And we had a couple of pods ago, we had Jenny Catron on, and she really hammered home on the importance of relationships. And essentially, she said, stop making excuses for why you don't have any friends, why you don't have any relationships in your life. If you don't create, create something that will allow that to uh, become real in your life. I don't know if you remember her saying that, Jim, but it was, it was very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that the scripture came up. If you want to have friends, show yourself to be friendly. In other words, take first step. You, uh, you know, you're isolated. You feel alone. No one understands. I, I literally, this is 20 years ago, but I looked down the ACMR report, you know, the, the whatever that ACMR stands for. Well, churches in my area that had similar dynamics to mine. I invited three other local pastors to come and have coffee with me. I, I bought the coffee, which was Sanka instant, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, 35 cents later, I had three new friends and we have maintained that relationship. Three of those Three of the four of us are still in constant, you know, a consistent relationship with yeah. one another. One moved to California and we lost track. But, but we, we kind of grew up together, if you will. And it, I, I didn't have friends. I didn't have answers. I didn't know what to do next. So I found a few people that were kind of in front of me, a few people that were a couple steps behind me. We got yeah. together for coffee and we have been friends ever since. I, it is a simple exercise that has borne tremendous fruit. That's beautiful. So, mm-hmm. so let me give you the last one here, Jim. This is a fifth practical behavior, and that is to run smarter. Notice I didn't say run harder. Yes. Uh, some, some people do need to run harder. Yeah. Um, but most of our clients, that's not their problem. Right. It's, it's not that they're running, they're not running hard enough. They're running plenty hard. So I want we just want to talk today about running smarter. Uh, I believe that work is a gift from God. Not yes. everybody believes that, but I believe that. God, um, God blessed them and said, fill the earth and subdue it. That's a that's blessing, right. not a burden. Yeah. Yeah. And I've discovered that laziness and workaholism are perversions of that gift. Yeah. Uh, and laziness or workaholism will actually create the bad variety of stress in your life. That's interesting, right? That, hey, if I'm a workaholic, I'm going to have a lot of distress in my life. But if you're lazy, you're going to have a lot of distress in your life right. as well. So running smarter, boy, again, we could talk a ton about that. Here's what I mean. Real quick, it means making sure you clock out at a reasonable time every day. Consistently, yeah. Yeah, consistently. It means you protect your weekly day off. Yeah. That you actually are obedient to scripture and you take a day off. It's not just good stress management. It's actually obedience. Um, And making sure that you carve time out uh, in 2021 to take some extended time away. Take a vacation. Vacation is not a luxury. It's an essential if you're serious about managing stress in your life. So, Jim, those are the five real quick. Um, and hopefully, we touched on them enough to get the wheels turning for those that are listening today. And maybe as a homework assignment, those who are like, mm-hmm. I want to know more, 
then call three friends or yeah. three students that are, that are somehow similar to you and go through this list and, and talk yeah. about it together. But just that iron gets to sharpen iron. Thanks, John, for your wisdom. That's, that's such a, it's just, there's just so much depth in your, in the simplicity of your words. There's so much complexity and depth uh, of heart. So thank you for your wisdom. Uh, we do have a very exciting announcement about next week. Would you like to tell everybody who our, our uh, secret guest is going to be? Yes, uh, I do. His name is uh, Chris Brooks. Uh, Chris is the lead pastor of Woodside Bible Church. And Jim, I am so thrilled that he yes, is going to be with us. Chris, he loves the Lord. Um, he pastors uh, one of the largest churches in the country. Yeah. And he is brilliant. Yeah. And at the same time, he's humble. And uh, brilliant, but not not in such an academic way that you don't understand what he's talking about. That's right. But back to that wisdom, I understood when we had this this conversation with him. I I understood everything he said. I thought that's really nice when smart people can explain it in mm-hmm. such a way that people who aren't quite there can can grasp the wisdom. So yeah, yeah. So I'm super uh, excited about it, Jim. Yeah, uh, awesome guy, tremendous leader, and a great honor. So thank you for attracting such leaders to Converge Coaching for all of us to be able to, to uh, enjoy. So uh, if, if you join us today for the first time, uh, we're just glad that you joined us. If you're yeah. here and you're a loyal listener forever, we're just glad you joined us. We, we enjoy these. I think if, if you weren't here, we'd still have these same conversations, John and I. I'm glad to be able to share them with you and we hope that you're able to share them with others click a like button or a share button or text this to somebody or somebody you think this would be helpful or or maybe that you know the three or four people you need to start a relationship with so let's just start it on this this simple yeah. lesson today let's go through it i'll buy the coffee and 35 cents of instant coffee later you may have been living in a very changed world so god bless you we're praying for you we believe in you and uh, we're here for you as you continue to lead from a life Oh, 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 oh,